For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk. I am Jordan Wonders, and I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and you may only call me Doge when you are completely and perfectly and incandescently chunky. And I'm Carter, and please do me the honor of accepting my guest hunk. Yes. 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 A thousand times. It is accepted. Thank you. So this is the first like hardcore British with a capital B movie that big we time. have ever done. Big, yeah. it's big time British. It's all other versions of this are BBC made for TV stuff. Like yeah. this was like Colin yeah, yeah. Firth's in one of them. They loves it. And BBC in this case is the big British chunkies, that's and them. that's who we are today. And so I was actually doing some really scholarly reading on the internet uh, oh. a few weeks ago about the royal wedding. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Yeah, uh, uh, like wealthy people who. Our, our nobility and royals, they married one another. Oh, George um, Clooney. Yeah, exactly. George and Amal. Um, Best dressed. Why did he get married in a mall? <laughs> What's the point of that? <laughs> You're determined to just sidetrack me. I'm not even where I was going. No, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Apparently, they weren't allowing people into the royal wedding unless they had a, a like fancy British name, a no. royal person name. Um, no way. I don't know if they weren't allowing people in or if George this, Clooney was there or if this website will. That's pretty fancy his name, name if you ask Beckham. me. His full fancy name is George Old Clunitham. Ah. And I don't think you knew that. But so this website told me that my royal wedding name is uh, a grandparent's name followed by the name of my first pet and then the street that I grew up on. So, for example, if I were invited to the oh, royal mine's wedding. Good. Mine's good too. If I were invited to the royal wedding, the envelope would have been addressed to Lord Edward Lexi of Hayden, which <laughs> sounds so much like a real British <laughs> that guy. That is amazing. That's so good. Mine would be Lord Leonard Wesley of Maine. <laughs> Lord Richard Goldie of Bennigan. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. That is the best, like, just random name generator. It works so it's well. So yeah, good. That's really it's great. It's okay. Go around the circle again. I am Lord Edward Lexi of Hayden. I am Lord Leonard Wesley of Maine. Now announcing Lord Richard Goldie of Bennigan. <laughs> You're really into that fried Monte Cristo. I think you invented it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's Real like a, it's stuff. like a Cuban sandwich, but worse. Just don't ever microwave it. I I fr- I microwaved a fried body Cristo, and I knew it was game over when it was like 
a Jumanji river coming out of the sandwich <laughs> when I touched pudding, it. Just pudding. Yes. Yeah. Just oh, grease sponge. I, this is like unrelated, but related. Do you think they served fried Monte Cristos at the royal I wedding? I think that's the only thing they served. Okay. You yeah. have instead, of, instead of a cake. For drinks, yeah, because it represented the joining of America and Great Britain. <laughs> nothing more American. Let's fry a fancy sandwich. Monte so Christos. when I was about seven years old, I tried to reheat a Wendy's hamburger. Mm. Uh in the aluminum foil. They were probably what? When you were oh, seven, no. they were probably a dollar back then anyways. Yeah, probably. Yeah. In gasoline, so old. was 15 cents a gallon. Yeah. <laughs> this thing sparked just right up in the microwave because you cannot put foil in that thing. Oh, uh, yeah. And yep. it was Truly, truly frightening. Yeah. Uh, unless I haven't eaten a burger since. Yeah, that's a lesson I learned much later than you. Mm. I'm one of those that's way behind. Sure. <laughs> way behind. You want to talk about that? Um, so this is true. I saw The Sixth Sense maybe five years ago, which okay. is a big deal because it has been out since I think the 90s. Did you yeah. make it through without like- No, nobody spoiled? told me. You had never been spoiled for that movie? No one had ever spoiled me that. And I'm, and I'm finding now that I've seen the movie- that that's just that's like the go-to spoiler for yeah. some funny tweet or something. And so I felt so foolish because it is one of the best twists ever. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It just it like M. Night Shyamalan like went way high and then Avatar and then the rest is history. Oh, but. Avatar was JC, my man Jamie, Jimmy Cam. Oh, uh, sorry, you're talking about the other No, 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 no. Oh, you're talking about Avatar. The, the last Avatar. 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 The, the last M. Night Shyamalan oh, Avatar. Okay. The not forgettable movie. Oh, it was but so I remember like going around my office and like, oh my gosh, have you seen <laughs> The Sixth Sense? And I work at like, what's funny is the comparison would be like, I work at a Christian institution. So it's like, have you heard of Jesus Christ? <laughs> He's pretty amazing. <laughs> but I'm walking around like, guys. I think he he was dead. Can you believe? And they're like, oh my gosh, dude. Like I saw that when I was 12, when everybody else did. And yeah, it blew my mind, but I'm not going to catch up to you. You know, it's different than, you know, I saw Infinity War. I just now saw it. Cool. People respect that, but I don't respect that. Thank them. Thank the cinema gods though, that I had not been spoiled on that one. What does that have to do with aluminum foil? Because I was much later in my life, found out like I'm the <laughs> oh, much later guy. Ah, well, it's like aluminum foil. Because- like two years ago, I found out you can't have that in the microwave. Okay, so I, I'm the late to the party guy. Carter okay. was actually given a DVD of the Sixth Sense the day it came out on home media, but he microwaved it. I did microwave it. So, oh, so thank you, Dosh. Yeah, I had yeah, talked I'm, to him I'm, about the story oh, earlier. Okay, Carter told okay. me this. Speaking Man, of late to the party, uh, real quick, when Darcy walks in, the very first time we see Darcy in this movie. Who's Darcy? What's this movie? Good point. Speaking of all things British, as we as we have as been. we have been, yes, I yes. think it is time that we go ahead and start talking about this movie, which of course is called Pride, Pride and Prejudice. Prejudice. Not kidding, I almost said Crazy Stupid Love because my brain is in another you just universe. Want to watch, the next <laughs> one, watch that again? Yeah. So, Doge, would you oblige us? With a synopsis. Surely I will, and I will give it in this voice the entire time. Oh gosh. I won't. Thank you. Oh, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> Looking forward to that. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice tells the story. Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> British people don't do that. Pride and Prejudice tells the story. Um, no. Of the, the Bennett family, essentially the Bennett sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Bennett sisters. <laughs> uh, they're, uh, so basically they're kind of a lowborn family and they're going to lose their farm and their kind of whole home situation when their dad dies. And so their mom is pretty frantically and furiously trying to marry off each of her daughters. Yes. 
Um, one summer, a wealthy man named Mr. Bingley rents a house in the country uh, out where they are. And so they socialize with him and through the course of that socializing, get to know his good friend, Mr. Darcy, mm-hmm. um, who is kind of presents himself as a chump. Yep. Um, not to be confused with a chunk. Uh, not to be confused with a chunk. No, no, Chunks no, no, are no, good. No, no, chumps no. are bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jane, the, she's the oldest, correct? She's the oldest. Yes. Jane immediately falls for Mr. Bingley and Mr. Bingley immediately falls for Jane. Yeah. He's got that one direction hair down too. He does. He kept, uh, kept reminding me of somebody in this movie and I cannot think of who it was, but it's like another Paul Bettany. Yes. He's Paul Bettany with Harry Styles hair. Oh yeah. Very much Paul Bettany. Totally Paul Bettany. Paul Styles. Paul Styles. Nice. So our leads have all been introduced at this point. And so the movie now kind of chronicles, uh, Kira Knightley's Elizabeth Bennett, uh, as she tries not to, and ultimately fails to not, Fall in love with Mr. Darcy. Yes. Uh, They end up together at the end of this and just a wonderful romantic pairing. Yeah. And she becomes Mrs. Darcy. And she becomes Darcy. Mrs. Darcy. Mrs. Darcy. Mrs. Darcy. Mrs. Darcy. Mrs. Darcy. Mrs. Darcy. This joke's only funny if you just watch this movie. Mrs. Darcy. Mrs. Darcy. Mrs. Darcy. That's Pride and Prejudice. some kisses in there, yeah. It sure is. You want to start talking about it? Please. Guys, from the about 10 seconds that we mentioned this movie before we got started here, knowing that, Carter, your opinion of loving it didn't change. And right. does your opinion of hating it might have changed in some way. Mm-hmm. I feel compelled to go ahead and right out of the gate, be very upfront and honest. Go ahead. I hated this movie. Okay. okay. Like like front to back, I don't know if I've ever been more bored during a movie Ooh. by performances, by writing. And I know it's not Jane Austen's fault. So something happened between Jane Austen and here. Are you sure it's not Jane Austen's fault? Um, Pretty sure. I have never, never once liked anything of hers that I've read, but I did enjoy this movie. Interesting. Yeah, and it's and I don't want to give too many spoilers until we rate this movie, but you'll I mean you'll figure out my opinion throughout the whole thing. Sure, sure, sure. I have I mean, do you I mean, how do you feel about like the symphony? Have you ever gone to the orchestra? Do you enjoy things like that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what this was for me. I mean, this is this is from the from the start. I I really think you can knock the pace. Like okay. go ahead and do that. Yeah. And um and I'll say too that maybe you have to be in a very attentive mood to keep up with this movie, okay. even though it is slow because of the language. And I'm not saying like people can't pick up on it quickly. No, I, there were times that I felt, but there's moments if you zone out a little bit because they are very true to yeah. the verbiage of that day. Sure. If you zone out a little Georgian bit, era. Yeah. you can miss big things. I, I felt like I should have had close. And you can miss funny point. things. Like there are some, yeah. I think it's a funny movie. I, it, obviously it's not a rom-com. This is very much a romantic movie. Right. Um, but I don't think you, you would be hard pressed to convince me that this is not produced or shot well. Did you not think that this was a beautifully shot movie? Um, there were there were times where things minus were pretty. the scenes. Okay, there were times where things were very pretty. Um, I was actually I was actually very bored by the soundtrack to this movie. Whoa, I know, really? Yeah. Oh man! Wow, I was okay. Um, th- 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 I think this movie is going to be an interesting conversation between yeah, us. Yeah. Because yeah. I think this, I'm is, actually this will be do, good. I'm going to do something crazy here. I don't think I've ever done this. I'm going to open right out of the gate with my super dump because it is the lens with which it will be helpful to view my opinions of the rest of this movie. Okay. <laughs> I don't speak enough English to, <laughs> to understand, understand what's <laughs> happening in that movie. <laughs> Here's my super dump and it's kind of complicated, but I'm going to, I'm going to condense it. Here's the thing. The title of this movie makes no sense. What? Really? Really? Because 
I'm I'm watching this movie and I'm, and I'm gonna get to it. I'm watching this movie. <laughs> which one's Pride? Yeah, who's Pride? No, I'm watching this movie and I I was looking for Look, pack of which lions. One, which one and is I get that. Yeah. Which one is embodying Pride? Which one's embodying prejudice? About midway through, it became apparent that it's both. Yes, both are both. I get that. That was yeah. very interesting to me. Here's the problem. I felt as though that first proposal was supposed to be and should have been the moment that I go, oh, he likes her. Okay. And I was like, you're talking in the, in the rain, in the yeah. rain. Yeah. And instead I was like, duh, from the first moment, what I think was supposed to feel like annoyance came across as like childhood wonder and love. And like, instead of, and, and I'm not knocking childhood wonder and love, but it didn't feel like what the movie was supposed to be communicating to me. Okay. So the whole time I'm watching a movie that feels like it's telling me something different than it thinks it's telling me. And I, I, I felt like that moment in the rain, what I should have felt was, Oh, his pride was stopping him from offering a proposal beneath his status. Even though we as the audience are going, it's obvious that you should do that. Yeah. But instead, what I got is that he was a nice, weird, shy, quiet guy who didn't know how to interact with people. He came across as more awkward and unable to interact well than prideful. Interesting. And then mm. and then the prejudice to me seemed like it was supposed to be Oh, you know, against her status and her against him and the way that he has treated her. But I never for a second was nervous for their relationship. And I'm afraid that it's because from the beginning, I didn't care about it. Yeah. And I might, I might be wrong, but I think the imagery of that scene was that was done almost. It it seemed like a tomb. It seemed like a really big tomb that was not part of the mansion. Right. And to me, what that meant was Oh, here, here's what could have been, but essentially the death of what could have been. I think, I think there was a lot of imagery there. And then we'll have later Mr. Bennett, as soon as one of the younger sisters is going off with the soldier, he gives a glance at a dragonfly that has been pinned, Mm -hmm. that that is gone and is not wild anymore. And that's exactly what he was just talking about. I think this is good for her to calm down. So the imagery is there. I think you've got the prejudice right. I think I think he was, because of her status, very prejudiced about it, but he also had the pride. But what makes their relationship so interesting, outside of their similarities, uh, like another vein of their similarities, is she also has a pride, but she has a pride for her humbleness. Sure, yeah. Which, well, which well, sounds juxtaposed. She's also prejudiced against his status. Exactly, yes. and I would, I would agree that they are both a part of that. Yeah. But I, I think I saw pride and prejudice throughout. That, for me, though, that scene was a catalyst to this is the first real example of pride and prejudice. Like he has come out and said what he did and he is still backing up what he did Mm -hmm. and still letting pride be in the way. Right. This is very much a movie about just being smitten much like the notebook was. Sure. Please tell me you don't put this on the same level as the notebook. I would rather watch the notebook. I know. That blows my mind. I would. Oh, that absolutely blows my mind. I would. I buy, I buy Elizabeth and Darcy a million times more. Wow! Than no, 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 no. I can, I can buy the relationship more than I can buy. But just as a, we're, this isn't two chunks and a hunk of relationship review podcast. Yeah, this is two chunks and it a hunk of movie review podcast. Okay, and here's where I land. For Jordan Wonders, I'd watch The Notebook again before I would watch this movie. Okay, interesting. Okay, got it. So let's keep going. Yeah, let's do it. So yeah. the first thing, I mean, in my watching of it, the first thing of note that seems to happen is the party. Once Bingley and Darcy are there, and they're kind of all... You're talking about 20 minutes of dancing across from each other in a straight line? Meeting and mingling. (laughs) Yeah. That was almost my super dump for this movie. 
I feel okay. like I feel like we're just gonna say Carter and I are gonna say things about this movie, and you're gonna go. That was almost my super dump. No, yes. there were actually a, a lot of things I did enjoy about the movie too. Okay. Yes. The, it, the fact that the I will try. Was I will try to be me. much more of a old English gentleman <laughs> and not just bash everything. No, there's there's a lot of good in this movie too. There's all good in this movie. Oh, okay. This is oh. gonna be a great podcast. <laughs> I'm just I'm just stuck in the middle. <laughs> this is I honestly turn this, this podcast is, around. What's funny is like this is something we want. And yes. I think this is something that the listenership wants. Let's grind it up. But baby. let's not forget how uncomfortable <laughs> this is right now. Um, we're friends, but, but I do want to say too, though, before we even get to the party, I noticed first, like the shots are great and, and they yes. didn't have to have like the countryside and, you know, filming on location for a lot of these things to have those shots, but it's a lot of one shot. And I think it's done really yes. well yeah. when she's, when she's walking through the drying linens, oh, that, God. that was such a cool opening scene. For yes. A movie. And something that they do with some of these one shots is we're getting, three or four storylines in about 10 seconds. Yeah. Like at the party, yeah. when people are walking out and you've got oh, frustration on Darcy's. Oh, shot all yes. the way through is so good. And I think it's good. And I think a lot of what Pride and Prejudice does as a film is it, it wants you to kind of stay a while and soak it in. Yeah. Just stay a while. Yeah. Because I get it. I really do. This is the kind of movie that, even though I feel like I could just almost have it on repeat, this is the kind of movie that if I'm a little bit sleepy... Yeah, I think the soundtrack yeah. and the pace might put me to bed. It sure. might knock yeah. me out. Um, but I think the characters are really good, and I think we get to know them really well at this first dance yes. party. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and to try and like level things out a little bit, yeah. I think my super pump is going to be released Ooh. right now. And and mine is the dad. Mine's Mr. Bennett. Cool. Um, Donald Sutherland uh, is this, is... this is one of my favorite father figures. Yes. This portrayal in movies. Um, because I think, and, and when you look at the director, there's some notes on the director when he chose Donald Sutherland, he wanted someone that would carry a certain strength, but also a certain empathy to have, he's got like a warmness, five yeah. daughters, yes. right? Which another great shot that we get several times is getting every daughter in the shot yes. yeah. uh, without it looking like a Dillard's photo. Actually, uh, one of my favorite parts is when they fake pose kind of near the end when they know that like uh, they super clean. Yeah. They yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then yes. He, they're so, frantic and he opens the door and they're all just sitting there. Absolutely. I laughed very there's hard. There's that, that ensemble shot. And then there's another gorgeous ensemble shot when they're in Lady Catherine de Berg's yes. home and they're all like reclining there. They're posed literally like a Renaissance painting. Yeah. Like it's just it's when beautiful. she's playing the piano exactly, and then they yep. zoom out or, or she's actually staring outside or something. I can't remember exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what it is. But then they turn to everybody else at, at Lady Catherine's. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, fun little fact. And I'm sure you, cause we're all IMDB nerds. Sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about the cast a little bit. I mean, we've got a really young uh, Mulligan. We get yep. a, a very uh, young, Mulligan. very young Mulligan. Just so funny to kind of see her. So her uh, performance in this was, not enough for me. No, and I don't she think, made me laugh a lot. Yeah, yeah. Her kind I, of awkwardness. I don't. I think that's kind of what they tried to do, and I, I don't know if she was supposed to be enough because yeah, she had. It, I don't think we demand that anybody be any of the Bennett daughters be a full character except for Jane and Elizabeth. Like, oh, absolutely. As, yeah. as fun as the other daughters are, they're ultimately set dressing. And I'll say too, I like even though Keira Knightley did get an Oscar nomination for this performance. Did she I, really? She really mm-hmm. did. Um, this actually had four Oscar nominations. This crappy movie that's better than Notebook to you. Um, <laughs> It's going uh, to be one of those. I, <laughs> uh, I, I really liked Rosamund Pike. Yeah. Um, she was wonderful. She's the director. She's phenomenal she, in everything. She is. she is. And her chops, 
I had forgotten that I had seen them earlier. Yes. Um, and there's some scenes that we'll get to where she just really showed some great acting chops. But, um, you know, in Gone Girl, she was phenomenal oh gosh, and, yeah. and was so many levels. Unbelievable. And, and it kind of was like, let's break the you're just in this to be pretty and blonde and yeah, yeah, fair skinned. Yeah. Like, let's show the people what you can do. Which but is she was ironic because that's kind of what Gone Girl's about. Right, anyway. exactly. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. And so, um, but in this one, the director uh, chose her, the guy who's playing uh, Bingley, uh, they actually were dated. Rosamund Pike and he dated oh. and had been broken up for two years and had not talked. Yikes. And he thought, you know what, Bingley is, this guy is so perfect for this role. He called, uh, who he calls Rose, he called Rose and said, hey, do you think this would be okay? And she said, absolutely. The very first scene that they filmed together was this dancing scene, huh. um, which in its own way was kind of intimate and early on. Yeah. And I liked this too. And it, I think it was so appropriate that we just saw a high school movie, but it yeah. seemed like when Jane and, and Bingley first met, it was just very like goo goo eyes. And I, I really liked his performance too. Yeah. And I thought yeah, he, he was, was just so innocent. Um, and it seemed like, uh, Darcy was almost his foundation, his conscience. And obviously he has some kind of sway on his decisions, which yeah. we find out about the middle of the movie. Um, but I, I really liked it a lot. Uh, the only other, the, no, the other nominations it got was soundtrack costume and like set design. So mm-hmm. it's like the, yeah, yeah. the stuff that pretty movies the get stuff like, the period yeah, pieces like yeah, get. Disney's yeah. Cinderella, the most recent yeah, yeah. one got that beauty and the beast, things like that. So yeah. they all kind of fall into the same basket there. I want to um, spend a couple more seconds talking about the sisters casting. Though. Let's do it. Yeah. Cause everybody's huge. Jenna Malone yeah. was one of the sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tallulah Riley is the youngest sister. She was married to Elon Musk. Yes. Yeah. And she's the one in Westworld, right? She is the she one is. in Westworld. And so, wow. And she yeah, come a long way. Come a long way. From this yeah. garbage movie to such a cool show. Well, yeah. And then um, the other sister. Uh, uh, the oh, eldest? Wait, maybe maybe Tallulah is who I was thinking of just now because Carrie Mulligan's the one that we're missing in this yeah. organization. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like all of these actresses are – for the this most cast part, is, by name. is very stacked. Yeah. It's a very, very good cast. And we kind of pivoted away from it before I was able to join yeah, you. I'm so sorry. But my super pump is also going to be yes. Mr. Bennett. Oh, yes. He is, I think you said it earlier. He's the warmest, yeah. maybe just person I've ever seen in a movie. I need like, to warm. Like, I just want to give him a hug, and I'm pretty sure he smells like cologne and pipe tobacco. Yes, and orange okay, juice. Okay, and I'll tell you trap. Yep. Yeah, no. So is that parent trap? Yeah, really? is. that's so funny. Hand about her grandfather and parent trap. Is he my dad? Oh my gosh! Oh Congratulations, my gracious! Oh my! <laughs> uh, I need to credit my wife, uh, and uh, it's an early shout out, Chelsea Willis. She made me laugh so much. When she said, this is the most elaborate Simply Orange commercial I have ever seen. <laughs> Donald Sutherland is the voice of Simply Orange. Yep. Uh, and there's just, That's perfect. Yes. And so there's something about his voice that's if, just like, wow. What if wow. the whole movie ended and it's just, we're zooming out from the Bennett farm and we zoom out past an orange tree. Yes. The person on the ladder. Simply Orange. Yes. It's perfect. That's great. I actually, about his performance the scene where Elizabeth comes out and uh, the mom is, you know, he says, he says, you got a tough decision here. You're oh, yes. yeah. Demanding. Oh yeah, if you, if you marry him or if you don't marry him, your mother will never speak to you again. And if you do, I won't. Yes. Yep. I was like, oh, dang, the, that was cool. Him there. And then also uh, right after it's right after Kitty leaves when Elizabeth comes in and just is essentially like, hey, I'm super into Darcy. Yep. It's after Darcy's already been in talking to yeah. him. His performance in that scene yeah. in specifically. Like yeah. Specifically, my super pump is localized to his performance right there. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it moves me big time yeah. every time. Yeah. Me too. Um, and that is it, that is a really great performance and in that room. Like when we find pump out too, when we find out too that Bingley uh 
is coming and her sisters are so the youngest ones well actually we can't we can't include the youngest youngest she's kind of off to herself she just gets told to stop playing piano like 50 times she up. does is she younger than uh lydia and kitty yes. i think she's supposed to be she's the youngest really i think I she, thought that she was older than the two of she's them. 14 yeah those two are just Tula riley's character yeah yeah those two are just like Mary. collectively so immature that they seem they're, like the youngest just, ones. I feel like in directing their performance, they were just like, hey, what if Mary and Pippin were the two daughters? Yes. Yeah. Maybe. A little bit. That's really funny. Yeah. That's really good. A little bit. Uh, sure. And now, yeah, when they're on the tree person, that yeah, makes more the, sense the when the they're going to Isengarden now. Yeah. That makes more sense. No, There's a, there were a lot of allusions to where that. that tree. Um, <laughs> where that tree guy came from. Um, but I think, I think they- Mr. Darst tree. One of the things that I love about this Boom. movie, and I don't feel like I can convince- Jordan, I don't feel like I convince you otherwise, and I'm not going no. to try to because it just feels like it feels. You lost. have to convince me though, because I liked this movie. I didn't love it. Okay, so and I liked this movie and didn't hate it. So one it sounds of, to me like you liked the movie. <laughs> so one of you will leave the winner. Oh my of gosh. my affection. I already know how I feel. I don't have to convince you of anything. I think <laughs> there's some plot and and character development that happens very subtly in this movie, and okay. I can see how that can be. Annoying, like yeah. It, well, like, I'm, I'm a big dum dum who doesn't watch movies. You're not a dum. <laughs> no, gosh, no. And I also need to be careful of not just sound, so. Sometimes people use speak words, <laughs> and but no, it's um, for instance the scene when just about all the other sisters are excited for a dance party. Yeah, but Jane or Elizabeth is just excited for her sisters. Yes, I yeah. think she could care less. She's sitting and looking over the back of the chair. And it's just smiling at them. I'm yeah. happy because they're happy because otherwise I don't really care about this. And she felt a lot like Kat. She felt like Kat yeah. from 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, just kind of this haughty, stubborn, um, I mean, prideful. I don't want to jump into the title or anything, but yeah, yeah. Um, I think she did that well. The director also didn't really want to use her because I don't think Liz is supposed to be that pretty. Right. Um, but he thought her kind of tomboyishness uh, pulled it off to be able to do that. I think she did well in this movie. Yeah. I think that she acted nearly exclusively with her teeth. Yes. In this movie. And I don't think she can completely help that. If you notice, like inside of the canines, they're protruded a little bit. And I think that's what makes her kind of pouty. Kira Knightley used to annoy me. She uh. didn't in Pirates of the Caribbean because there's so many things happening. Yeah. And yeah. that's really made for Johnny Depp anyways. Sure. Yes. Why pay attention to anything else? Right. Until J- Davy Jones gets there. Davy Jones. Davy Jones. <laughs> but um, I think that makes her like upper lip protrude a little bit yeah, and no i know doubt. i'm being picky about it but i even saw a note that the director had made a deal with her like you you have to promise me you won't do like a pouty face oh, okay <laughs> please don't do a pouty face and she didn't but he kind of got onto her Your because when face is when, when the second team came in and like uh, filmed a certain scene he got onto her still to this day for like for pouting he's like that's only because i wasn't there you and she does it almost felt like she had this thing that is more naturally like Ryan Gosling's jaw muscles. Yeah. That's fine. He doesn't use those to death. And if he does, no one cares. But right. yeah, Kira Knightley, like watch them. Kira Knightley does have that little bit of like a, well, oh. and I would say that, and, and I, I think this is fair to say about 70, first of all, Kira Knight, I would, I'm not, I don't want to dog on anybody's appearance in any movie. Like, yeah. That's not what <laughs> movies are about. You heard it here first. Kira Knightley's ugly. No. And I, what my second sentence was going to be, she's obviously, ob- I think objectively, at least fairly attractive, but. Oh yeah. Her smile in this movie, like 80% of the time, is just a full snarl with the bottom lip equidistant from the center as the top. Hmm. That might just be her natural 
Yeah. But I think she might have worked around it eventually because I don't notice it as much in newer movies with her. Yeah. But in, I mean, it's just a full. <laughs> <laughs> movie. Oh, the mansion, the Bennett mansion is accidentally Wes Anderson. Have you ever followed that Instagram? Oh, thing? yeah. I've seen so it. it's just yeah. shots from all around the world that look so symmetrical <laughs> and just kind of bright. And it's called Accidentally Wes Anderson. It's worth a follow. Uh, but I, I thought that that's just because it's a part of my life right now. But that that shot was that. Hmm. Yeah, I I mean, all of there. There are so many. It, it feels like about every 10 minutes or so we get just one establishing shot or location closing shot or something uh, that's just like absolutely gorgeous, like yeah. way more beautiful than it needs to be. I'm thinking in particular of the scene whenever uh, Bingley's servants are cleaning up the rent house and it's like, in the, yes, in the white in slow motion, like that is such a gorgeous sequence. And the, like, and the doors just kind of close on themselves. Yeah, and I think that's a movie doing well, trying to really like not pull heartstrings, but make you kind of fall in love with it. I think the Notebook tries to do that, but it's cheap. I think the like Notebook the, does a lot of rain. It brought out of nowhere ten thousand white ducks. Yeah, 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 you know. And I think I think yeah. Pride and Prejudice does it really well. See, for me. Pride and Prejudice couldn't decide if it wanted to be a visual spectacle or an emotional one. And there was... Are you not... Does Do visual, like... Do those kind of things not make you emotional? Because to me, it was all wrapped up into one. I was yeah. like, everything is connected. It, it certainly can be for me, but for some reason just was not. Hmm. Yeah. To me, the whole movie, movie just feels like a movement. Like, it just yeah. feels like a symphony. And, and which might be why one of the one of the hardest things for me to swallow about this movie was the strange in my opinion strange pacing of the movie yeah which which to you might have felt more like an ebb and a flow and you know like a beautiful movement well, and, and to me just felt like a slog yeah and i, I think they and i get the pace too because it is something too and you can just say darcy and uh liz's relationship in general it's like this came out of nowhere yeah but what's great is they address that i think we see that even at the end yeah. Uh, where Jane and Mrs. Bennett are saying, I had no, I, I thought they hated each other. But right. there was just this one thing that I feel like you wrap it all up in the soundtrack and the scenery and the times that they look at each other. I think that, I think it was really wonderful acting. Mr. Darcy oh my goodness. was so good, but they do have these times that even when they are like at the very beginning in the dancing, I know we've spent so much time there, but it's fine. It's going to be fine. It's the kind of movie that the plot seems kind of small and it, it is drawn out. So we can stay at the yep. dance party for a little bit. But um, when she asks if he dances and he says, what does he say? It's something just really blunt. That's like, uh, not if I don't have to, or not. Yeah. Not if I can avoid it. I not if I can avoid yeah. it. Yes. And so, just in those moments too. But I think they have, and it of course is the like spending some a, a large amount of time on Elizabeth's face. Like sure. they do that for a long time, especially when she looks at Darcy. But I think that's not easy. <clears throat> and I and I think they did a good job of that. Interesting. So, do we want to talk about kind of what happens next after the dance? Yeah. Okay. That's great. Go for it. So before we move on from the dance, actually, <laughs> which is convenient because I can't remember exactly what happens after the dance. You know why? Before we move on from the dance, I, hey, just just sit tight. You're going to be happy with what I'm about to say. I am going to join you in dumping on the pacing. My super dump is actually going to be the pacing. Okay. Um, I think the content is all there. The content is really great. I think it is stretched too far in some ways and too thin. But also, I think that it's too compressed and too thick in other places. And I think that's because this this feels like a really, really tight two hours and 10 minutes. And it just feels really, 
really dense in places and then really sparse in others. And I don't know if that's a function of adapting, you know, a, a full novel into this two-hour runtime. It just feels like in some places the script could have benefited from, you know, a little bit more judicial <laughs> cutting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can agree with that for sure. I definitely could. And, you know, it is a good point too. And yeah, touche too. Like, I don't know what the next scene is, but um, I think it is when, when Jane, like Mr. Bingley has requested, like to have her over. Yeah. Uh, and and she, schemes to well, make the, her go in the rain. In the rain. sick and has to stay there. Yeah. yeah. And so then that stuff happens. But I think in terms of the pace too, I completely agree. But to me, I don't, I don't know what it is. There's just something about yeah. it. The fact that just everything kind of mixes together. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of know the theme of it. Yeah. Like I know I know what happens in the end and what whatever got me there was just kind of like it's a lazy river. I mean it's yeah. a it feels like an event that you have to it's not like a I want to just sit down and like just plug into this movie and just enjoy it front to back. It's like it feels like the kind of movie that I would put on if I was like I have to I want to sit down and really invest my interest and invest my belief into a story. Yeah, that's and true. And like really work at it on my end. And that I I think that is asking a lot of the just just someone watching a movie. Yeah. I think it really is. And that's why yeah. it, it really, this movie didn't make a lot of money. Uh, and it did come out around the time of like the Oscar noms. I right. think it was like a fall, like late fall type yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. So it felt to me like for the Dallasites, kind of like an Angelica. Like yeah. it was like a, this was not your go Thursday night to go see Pride and Prejudice yeah, kind yeah. of sure. thing, which I think the notebook was. I think anything. Sure. Yeah, yeah, this was I would the very, call it more blockbuster than. Yeah. This was the yeah. heyday of like Nicholas Sparks and all sure. that kinds of stuff. Sure. Um, but diving back into the story, like Jane goes and actually does get sick just like her mom wanted to. Right. Uh, and she has to stay, uh, with Mr. Bingley, uh, for a while. And Darcy, who's just kind of always there. He's yeah. just kind of like, I'm, I'm not going to, the worst thing I could do for you right now, Jordan is comparing to Batman. He's not only in the sense that he just kind of shows up. Okay. He's just kind of always there. there. Yeah. yeah. And then there. disappears. There's literally right. a scene where she turns around. And he's gone. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. So I've, I've, I just now thought of Batman again, <laughs> no, it's but fine. It's great. Um, yeah. yeah, but there are, again, w- one of the longer scenes though is, and, and I'll, and I'll dump with you guys on this one, but when she goes to be with them uh, to, ch- to check on Jane and she's really sorry because she's so sick, but I mean, deep down inside and, and Kira Knightley explains it a lot. Liz does that. She's really to herself yeah. very much and yeah. doesn't express how she feels about things. And really Darcy was the, the blocker on the Wii sports on that with Bingley and, sure. and Jane. Well, and then um, uh, what's, what's the redheaded sister Bingley? Sister's right. Name? I don't Bingley's remember. Sister. I don't remember. I'm just calling her Bingley sister, Bingley's sister, but like the walk around the room. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they and, do. Let's, let's, let's have a walk about so the that's room. That's talk about stuff. Me, what you said about a lazy river. I keep thinking now that you've said that, I can't yeah. stop thinking and, and, in my head comparing a lot of the way this movie functions specifically with scenes like this with the walk around the room of it's as though I'm at a museum where getting me from art piece to art piece is a lazy river between them. Okay. And it's like relatively pretty scenery, but I paid to watch the art. I paid to see the art. Okay. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. That does make sense. And so the time between the important moments in this movie just feels like I, I, I felt like it was, a walk around the room with Bingley's yeah. sister. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Can we get to the next thing though? Yeah. That's yeah. Like, Could we please? For sure. And so part of me wonders too, like, is it a period piece? Is that just how life was? Yeah, maybe. And they've yeah. done it so well that yeah. you're bored. It could you know, be. it's like, and that's valid. Cause I can tell you right now, 
much less I can't imagine Jordan in in this land. Sure, <laughs> this current Jordan. I can't imagine any of us there. Sure, no way. like it just we do not fit. No, and sure. so I think we do have to take like a step outside of I'd where like, we are which right Pokemon now. Pokemon version is released at this point. Yes, <laughs> like who? <laughs> what is this? My Blastoise on. What can I catch? <laughs> yes, all. Can yeah. I catch them all, all? of them? <laughs> okay. I gotta catch them new, all. New movie, Pride and Pokemons. Oh. Pride and oh, right? Pokemons. I don't know what it's about, but that that's a name if I've ever heard one. No, Pride, I like this. Pokemons. No, okay, a new Pokemon that I'm going to pitch to you, Prejudice. <laughs> it is an ice Do Pokemon like, who is just say, so judgmental. I was going to say, does it look like a pair of dice? No, it's, it, is an, it is a stalactite with legs and arms. Okay. And it... Is just so judgy. <laughs> how is just twenty four seven? How is there not already a Pokemon that's a stalactite though? That's a. I mean, that's, that's a, a great. That's question. the realest question. Hey, we're ever can I ask, ask you a quick show. question? Yeah. Which one's the ground one? Is it might from the ground, tight from the ceiling? Yep. Because yep. it hangs tight. It hangs to the tight on the ceiling. It stands mighty from the ground. Nice. Ooh, I never got the mighty part on that. Yeah. I was. I just tried to work Roy G. Biv into everything. And listen, I know Roy you, G. Biv. So you guys have been really? talking about this really great movie the whole time, but. Now, I mean, when we're like, what, 30 minutes into our episode, sure. 40 minutes into our episode, this is the content that people want to hear. Here we go. We're breaking down the features on the inside of every cave all across this great land. We got yeah. stalactites, we got stalagmites, we got bats, we probably got mushrooms. Welcome to our, I cave almost called watch. it geometry, which it most <laughs> certainly isn't. Nope. Welcome to our geology podcast. <laughs> Two oh chunks and a hunk of fool's gold. Nah, that's not it, but we're close. Two, two geodes and a Geodude. bro. It's a geology Pokemon podcast mixed. To, no, we're out. It's in. All right. So Liz leaves the sure, Bingley yeah, house. She does. And we come back home and are introduced to Mr. Collins. We are. Did he you is, not enjoy Mr. Collins? He, is, at all? he wonderful. killed me with humor. Okay, good. I was, every scene that he was in good. made me, he was so small. And yeah. his petticoats yeah. were so long. Oh, and the point, like, they definitely do on purpose put him beside Mr. Darcy. Oh, they To yep. show you, here's the half man. Besides Elizabeth, dude. Yes. She's taller than And I think like they also on purpose gave him a slightly anachronistic mullet. Yeah. A mullet with a Caesar right across yeah. the oh, I mean, dude I don't believe that anybody looking. in Georgian England had that. He, no. That he, his sermon was mullet. His sermon, me. and then the line when they're at the dinner table, when he's just like, "These are most excellent potatoes." So he's just like, Bo- "No, no, 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 boil, boil." Yes. What does he say? Most Never excellent. have I met a more agreeable vegetable. vegetable. <laughs> the, that was he was this close. I'm holding my fingers real close together. He was this close to my super pump. Okay, he okay. was cracking me up. Good. Yeah, he was. He was great. And so we have this thing like. For now, this is like the legitimate first stress yeah. is that, oh, no, here comes this guy yeah, yeah. who on purpose, when compared to any other man in the movie, is wah, 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 wah. And hey, I felt that. Yeah. I felt for her. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that for her. No. And I was waiting for the moment when that was no longer looming in the distance. Exactly. What is his relationship to Lady Catherine de Berg? Because I was unclear on that. He calls her his patroness, but They're what does that names, mean? Right? I, I, like yeah, I almost feel like right? it was, yeah, under, he was under her tutelage or something yeah. like that. Okay. Uh, something that, and, and again, it's another thing too, to where unless we are, what is the, it's it's a file. What What is the, like, if you love British things so much? Uh, a Britophile? <laughs> A Brita oh, filter. A Brita. If a you're Brita a Brita filter. filter. If you're so, we'll call it's it an a Anglophile. Anglophile. Ah, yes. So this is the kind of thing that I think only Anglophiles could be like. 
oh, yes, that makes complete sense. This right. is because they're wow. Americans talking in an English accent because they're Anglophiles. Right, sure. Yeah. Uh, British accent. <laughs> We're all English. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> he he definitely, yeah, they did a good job of making him stand out as like, yes. this is not something that we want to happen. His eyes are, he's he first thinks of Jane, as we all would. Yeah. Uh, Rosamund Pike. But then he's like, oh, that's fine. And the mom... What a little roast on her. She's like, oh, no, she's already. But you can go for Elizabeth. She's second, she's second best. best. Yep. And what I, did you and guys I, think of the mom? I So this. I think she's really funny. I yeah. think I think she was your very typical, like, flatline mom, except we put her in Victorian. Like, like yeah. very old. All she wants is for, for kiddos to get married. She was, she was annoying, yeah. but she was annoying to people in the movie. So because, I was going to say that I'll give credit to this actress. Yeah. Because if anybody else had been playing her, I think I would have found her annoying. Okay. And I think I would have, I think I would have rolled my eyes every time she was on screen, but she was so charmingly annoying okay. in this movie to yeah. me Good. that I was fine with it. And yeah. she didn't bother me at all. Good. And, and in fact, I rather enjoyed her. Hmm. Nice. And so, um, pump on the mom pump. Pam Brown the mother. Pam Brown the mother. Most excellent boiled mother. <laughs> These are the most agreeable vegetables. Most Never agreeable. have I met a more agreeable mother. <laughs> Vegetable. 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 I think what she says to Liz is kind of confirmation that <laughs> Liz is daddy's girl. Yeah. yeah. For sure. No dad, dad loves her way more. Um, whereas, I mean, we see a lot of his daughter's being married and his emotions about that. But he, we see a completely different side yep. of him and a, and a truly thoughtful side of him when, when Liz gets married. But um, so what's kind of sad is that the, so Jane wasn't the, was Jane the oldest? Cause I feel she like, was, I think she was. So the one who Jane is the oldest. Okay. So how old is the one who marries? She's 15. Mr. What? Lydia yeah, is the youngest. The, Cause they say the Mr. one, Mr. Collins, the one who, Wait, sorry. No, that's not a sister. She's not a sister. That's, she's a servant. That's Elizabeth's like best friend. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah, she's a servant. Sorry, okay. I thought you were talking about the one that marries uh, Wickham. Knock off Orlando Bloom. Uh, oh, oh, she's Charlotte. My bad. Orlando Lucas. Wither. <laughs> my, that's his that's name is, my bad. His name is Miami Wither. Yeah, he's Tampa. <laughs> um, she but, settles because the sister that he the sister that he marries is fifteen. She mm-hmm. makes a comment about married before her sixteenth birthday. Yep. And so we see we see a lot of within the sisters. I think what's great about Pride and Prejudice is we see uh, motivations for not. I, I don't even know if you call it romance, but marriage. Just yeah, just yeah. motivations for this makes me comfortable and I feel protected here. Um, of course, Liz and Mr. Darcy are, are what we would expect to be true love. And then just smitten is the daughter sure. with the soldier. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and can we, can we talk about Wickham for a second? Yeah, sure. Was I, did you guys, what were your thoughts on Wickham? Let me ask you that. Like this the actor like better, of Wickham? No, 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 no. Just the character, character of Wickham. I thought they teased too much to not tell us more about him. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. The whole time. I mean, when it was re- the big reveal of how garbage he was, I was like, oh, I mean, that's it a shouldn't bummer. have come in a letter. Like, I, I feel like that that's a that's one of those things. So this yeah. movie to me, the a product of pacing. Exactly. Yeah. The pacing feels like telephone lines where yeah. it's like it's held up by these big moments and then it really sags in between them. Yeah. yeah. That's another telephone pole that we could have stuck in the movie. If there's some sort of confrontation between him and Darcy. Yeah. And listen, if you're listening to this and you love Pride and Prejudice, the book. I understand that's not in the book, but there, there's. I feel like there just needs to be something to keep yeah. me on the hook and keep me on the line. Because if I'm a fish, yeah. I'm spitting this bait out and swimming to, 
something a little bit more friendly. Yeah, and this is yeah, when like the director a lot of times like a real movie like, like Die a real, Hard, a real movie like Die yeah. Hard. Or how about like Terminator Two or the the what's the movie where the Blind Side, Blind Side, yeah. Rampage. Um, <laughs> I uh, oh, sorry for the horrendous snort laugh that just happened. No, that's fine. Wow, that's fine. you got it, Scoob. I cannot okay. believe it. <laughs> there is. Um, I think a lot of the times when directors are tackling. M- movies that were literature that was well known they yeah. take liberties mm. and and I think because I think a lot of the times directors are given a hard time when they take certain liberties but they're also artists I yeah. think a lot of the time people yeah. forget that a director is an artist sure and so I think this would have been an opportunity for this director to take some liberties because out I, I really don't think he he took too many it, it seemed by the book you're the one who who might have read it most recently doge would I mean would you say is there anything like gosh by most recently if you mean like 6 years ago in high school english I mean, 7 years ago cuz for me that was like 12 years ago so yeah, yeah i think you're most recent holy moly um i'm i'm going to draw upon my memory from 2011 seems accurate to the book <laughs> good <laughs> the expert so i read did you guys read that this was this director's first movie is wait, that true wait really oh i didn't, I didn't read that i didn't fact check i read it and was like interesting, and I, then only now I'm going. Eh, it doesn't seem right. Yeah, I did see that he did Atonement a couple years after that. Dude, it, this guy did Atonement. Yeah, he's the same guy, which is insane because I absolutely love them. Oh, well. had, you, had you seen this movie before, Pride uh, and Prejudice? I had never seen this. Movie. Did you have any familiarity with the story? Um, I was vaguely familiar. Were with you the story. were you familiar in terms of the zeitgeist surrounding Mister Darcy or a Mister Darcy type figure? No, I was not at all. I'm wondering if going in com- this was his first movie. I'm wondering if going in completely dry yep. is part of your the reason for such a negative response. Yeah, well, you know, like most good things, you have to know all about it before you. No, see and it. that's and and you bring up a good point, Jordan, because it is it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, it really yeah. shouldn't. Um, and and for a movie in that way, it really shouldn't be. And, you and, have to know yeah. everything to enjoy Maybe it. Maybe that's but I'm my wondering- thing. Is is as a first time viewer, this not only felt inaccessible to me, but but I don't feel as though it's sh- anything. Well, and, and it, you know, I'm sure there's a ton of things that I enjoy that I would go, well, you just don't know what you're expecting. So, so yeah. that's what I'm going to say. And and this, at this point, I am not speaking to the listeners, Carter. I'm not even speaking to you. I'm speaking directly to Jordan because this is something that you I and I both share. Bring it to me. Do you remember the movie Aragon? I remember the movie Aragon. From 2006, one year after this. Yeah. How different that was from the book that yeah, we both loved. It was loved. horrendous. This, Pride and Prejudice being very similar to the book, I think functions in the way that Aragon would have had it been exactly similar to the book. You know what I mean? Like, I think the director in that instance changed things to make it a little more palatable. And so people who had no concept of the book, uh, like, for instance, I went to see it with my dad and my brother at that time. They're both like, yeah, that's a pretty great fantasy. We're talking about Aragon. We're talking about Aragon. Yeah, yeah. Back with you. Yeah, no, it wasn't like a boy's night out to see Jane Austen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, which if you're a boy, you love Jane Austen, love Jane Austen, whatever, love what you love. Um, but my dad and my brother were like, yeah, that's a pretty okay fantasy movie. Like, yeah, we'll watch that again when it comes on TNT in between basketball games. Sure, right. <laughs> and for me, I was like, no way, that's so different from the book. I hate it. And so I'm wondering if this is seems so inex- inaccessible uh, to somebody who's not familiar with it because it is so accurate and faithful to the book. And we're essentially getting the highlight reel of the book. Can I, can I be honest? Yes. I hear what you're saying and I resonate with it. But that sounds like some insane mental gymnastics to justify me just not liking this movie. Yeah, at all. and it it may be just because I I'm 
it just blows my mind that there's that you didn't even just like a little bit like this. That well, I'm telling you about a few things like that I, there's. I'm telling you about a few things that I did enjoy, but yes. but for me, what it all comes down to, and it's the reason I gave my super dump right out of the gate, because none of this matters if the vehicle driving these cool parts breaks down at the first mile, and for me, it does. Okay. For me, the love story itself does not work because of the reasons that I mentioned at the cool. beginning. Yeah. All right. and, and we will be accepting audition tapes for, for the next new, <laughs> for new really Sorry, I thought this was an opinion podcast. <laughs> no, it is. I just can't get over that you nope, think the notebook is better. I don't I didn't say it was better. I said I'd rather watch it. So you'd rather watch a movie that's worse? I would rather watch a movie that I would enjoy more. At the end so of our podcast on The Notebook, you said, I, I'm giving it this rating because I never want to have to go through it again. And you mentioned the pace of it. I can dislike it. two things. <laughs> you can't <laughs> dislike this more. Dislike <laughs> two things. No, and actually, we haven't even gotten to my super pump yet, so I still have positivity. Okay. Yay! So, so basically, <laughs> as I see it, this movie is in kind of three sections. we got the first section, with this, which is Lizzie at home. Yes. Second section, which is Lizzie abroad, which is Lizzie with Lady Catherine de Bourgh, Lizzie with her relatives going to see Darcy's estate. Which pump Judy Dench, for pump sure. Dame Judy Dench. All right, well, if we're going to so do this hard. now, then I'll go ahead and do it. Dame Judy Dench as Catherine de Bourgh <laughs> is my super pump for this movie. Nice. Specifically, when she arrives at the house on the eve before the uh, final proposal. That's in part three, Jane returned. Right. To Jane, this Jane hath returned. Yes. Jane at home, <laughs> Jane abroad, Jane returned. For, for Jordan Wonders, <laughs> the scene with Catherine and Elizabeth. Lizzie. We keep calling her Jane. It's Lizzie. And, and wait, what? We've, I have, we have both just called her Jane like a couple of times. Did I call her Jane? Yeah, the protagonist's name of Pride and Prejudice is Lizzie. I'm pretty sure you said Jane. That's crazy. Go back and rewind and tell us what I said. Catherine and Lizzie in this room. Yeah. For me is on, if I'm being honest, the first time in this movie that I went, finally a performance. Oh, okay. Really? In that room. Really? Playing off of each other. The tension, the dialogue, the emotion present in that scene was the first time that I said, wow. Yeah, and I think it was, maybe it was the most tense part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I'm going to say is wrong with you. Okay, tell me. <laughs> no, I, I've been searching for a long time. I, I have, I, I, I'm not going to say I have because I still do. I love you. Oh, thank you. Because you are not a, I'm not going to say brash, but you are an out there, a loud personality. Your life is a mosh pit of love and laughs. <laughs> okay. okay. Fair. And like, if that's to not the your point Twitter bio. to where like you don't get your fix unless it is blowing your mind. Maybe okay. you don't get your fix unless you get a higher level of something, which is this scene. Okay. When we have Judy Dench and Kira Knightley together, because this of course is probably the most blood boiling scene sure. of two people. This, this might be the first time people have raised their voices to each other. Sure. And maybe this is the first time that we saw that you've got just a little bit of a peak there. You're like, sure. I feel something now. And so maybe one of the reasons this wasn't for you is because most of the time it's not even something that registers for you. You don't feel it. It's at such a low register. Yeah. It's yeah. such a low it tone that, that you can't like, it's, it's just not there. But I see, do I, me now. Here's, here's where I disagree <laughs> is that I love really subtle performance. Okay. I love nuance and, and subtlety. And I love you know, like die hard, like die hard Wick. and John wick yeah. rampage rampage <laughs> with Dwayne, the rock Johnson, the most shout outs for rampage a podcast has ever given Dwayne hit us up, <laughs> please hit us up. But I, 
I, I'm not saying I disagree with you, just that I think for me, there was nothing before that moment. It wasn't that it was so little that for just for me, yeah. it wasn't that it was so yeah. little it didn't resonate. I really do enjoy subtle performances and things where I go, oh, that's how they're feeling. Yeah. And to me, it was just so and I really I, you, I feel as though I'm attacking you two by attacking this movie, which I was not expecting. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm this definitely movie crying. Was so blah to me <laughs> yeah. up until this moment that I think I fi- I went. Yeah. Finally, something is yeah, happening, and, and it makes sense because if you were to pick any movie that I love, you know, even besides this one, and say that it was blah, I wouldn't get it. But I do get it, and I'm sure, saying that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think too for the sake of. I mean, showing who we are and our opinions on movies. That's why I've, that's why I've kind of argued back at it. Sure. Not to try and convince you you or anything, but it's, somebody's got to be on the side. It's yeah. I I really think I I, I agree with you in that scene. So if if we're going to that scene, she kind of spills, spills the beans in her pride and prejudice that, uh, because of course she's against it. She's met this girl. She can't even, she didn't even willingly play the piano. They butt heads at the table, which has never happened to this lady. Also a great scene. Also really any scene with those two is wonderful. Um, because that, that has definitely shown you how high Liz will go in terms of her pride. Yeah. Just to say, I I will push back against whoever is the pinnacle of respect in this movie. Yeah. I'm still talking back to them to a point. I mean, it was rude to the point to where she shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on that. That was a big moment. Yeah. So really after Catherine DeBerg comes to really, we close out the, the act that we are calling Elizabeth returned, uh, turn, but sorry, with the double proposal. Yeah, but before we get there, I want to talk about maybe the most confusing scene in this movie to me. Go for it. And I hope that you can shed some light on this. Yeah. Did she fall in love with him because he had cool statues? No. Did, no. did Was there some depth that she didn't realize was there that the statues revealed? I don't think it was anything with statues because in the book, it's a portrait gallery. But they were already... When they were filming, they were close to this mansion that had a big yeah, statue. And, and so, so what does I the think art do there. I I think what the art does is what the movie has been trying to do is to where I'm going to give you kind of a visual and just kind of aid your kind of passing into understanding how things are how you're supposed to feel. Like she is already starting to come around before they even get to the mansion to the point to where she's trying to deny the fact that she likes him, and they're like, right. oh. Go figure, his mansion's on the way there. And she has this scene that's really quirky that we don't really see anybody. The carriage drives up when we get to Darcy's mansion. Kira Knightley stands up and does this laugh of like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, yeah. this is the guy. Yeah. You know, all my pride and prejudice, all of a sudden I'm like, he lives here. Yeah. Like, and this is already after she has found out all that he has done for her sisters. Yeah. And so yeah. at this point, I think she is already falling in love with him. And I think what, what Direction has done turning it from portrait to sculpture is we get a sculpture of his, his face, his bust to where I think, I think more than anything, that's a delivery of the line. I think that's supposed to be a delivery of the, the, her aunt and uncle saying, uh, wow, he looks attractive. Yeah. Is he, a, so, you know, Mr. Darcy, uh, is this similar Life-like, to how he is? Yeah. And she, and this gives us an opportunity for her to say, yeah, he kind of is. Cause I think she's too prideful to say that to his face in that moment. Yeah. So we've been given an inanimate Darcy for her to Band fall name. in love with. Yeah. That's pretty good. Inanimate Jeez. Darcy. Inanimate Darcy is a good one. So we get the double proposals. We get Bingley and Jane at the back of the end and Darcy's kind of pulled the strings to get them back together. And then we get, uh, Darcy 
appearing in the misty field to which that actor is almost like he has really bad eyesight so the director in that scene had to have a big red flag (laughs) for him to walk towards so that he could see and i part of me is like did he did the actor say hey i can't see really well or did they lose him right was it (laughs) a mistake did they just lose him out there and he was doing this like really intimate scene with a tree (laughs) at at one point i don't know he's just kissing bark like miss das (laughs) this is barksy that was that was a reach that was a reach nice we're there we're there so we we get the proposal. We get the scene with with dad that we've already talked about, um, and then we end with the scene that we quoted in the intro, yeah. right? With the "You may only call me Mrs. Darcy when you're Mrs. incandescently Mrs. happy," Mrs. which that last scene was so close to being my super pump. I'm with I'm the kisses. I'm not. Ty- Here's the thing. What I'm not typically like a soppy, soggy, nasty, <gasps> wash this rag romantic kind of person. Something about that scene is so wonderful to me. Like, I loved that so very much. You can't see this because this is an audio medium. Yeah, yeah. But Jordan is bending over his chair backwards like he's just trying to has a demon like living I was trying him. to be kind and give you the rest of It's like when moment. years and years ago his parents said, we got you a Nintendo 64 for Christmas. <laughs> and he it's the same face. snapped that really his spine. That happen to me. <laughs> okay, tell me why I'm wrong. Wow, it was so uncomfortable. And let's, I, let's I, said, make, I watched this movie alone. Uh, and about four kisses in, I went, please stop out loud. Hey. I said, please stop. <laughs> Hang on. You watched it by yourself. Did you watch it with Chelsea? Yes. I watched this with Jess. You got to snuggle that boo when you watch this movie. I don't think I physically could. You, Whoa. Hang on. Hey, Callie, if you're listening to this and you just heard Jordan say that he can't physically <laughs> snuggle you. No, no, no. It's okay. Movie, I'm, a it's big, okay. I'm a snuggle monster. You got to snuggle. When you watch <laughs> when you watch that Pride and Preds, you got to snuggle your boo. I think I would just be too clammy the whole time. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy to me. I just can't believe yeah, that. Yeah, four kisses in out loud alone in my apartment. I went, please stop <laughs> oh my by God. myself. I said, Mr. Darcy, no more. Uh, I so can't believe this. We need to, I need to make sure that I get my super dump out, and I didn't. Oh, so did me. we already all, did y'all get your big one, super yeah, pump both. and super dump? I got him. So I did have, because I have been touting the, uh, I really think it was good, uh, great shots throughout it. it, it yes. And a lot of the times I set the peak as like as drive. I think Drive does a really good job at a slow pace of showing beautiful scenes with people, um, just not saying much. But they do this thing to where when Darcy is at the piano with his little sister, and this is right after she has looked at the bust, and they give us this really weird Hitchcock like zoom into her eyes right (laughs) before she ran. That wasn't and to me that was just like somebody should have been like. Yes, that was someone woke me up from a from a really good dream. That's what that was for <laughs> yeah. me, and that that was my super dumb. But I wanted to make sure I did that before we yeah. got. Hey, actually, I'm glad you brought this up. Can we talk about the sister for a second? Yeah, I thought she was going to be this big character, Georgiana. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was supposed to be this like. I thought we were going to find out that she's just this like sweet, wonderful girl, and instead she's just like, "Do you play the piano? Yeah. Do you play it well? Would you play with me?" Yeah, and there was there was a lot that sounded like someone from Fable Streets <laughs> yeah. or something. Chicken chaser, you chase chickens. <laughs> that's exactly what that sounded like, and that's where it came from. Oi. But yeah, the the movie does reference many people. Yes, but I think that's an allusion to everybody. Kind of knows everybody, sure. no matter how far apart yeah. they are. Yep. Oh, three miles away, just walk. It's fine. I'm going to yeah. walk to the Bingley's house who to, to everyone else in the movie. It kind of seems like they are foreign, but they're right down the road. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're yeah. like 
you know, Google Maps says the best route is to walk. You don't have to drive. Right. You know, just yeah. get there. It's really cool how Google Maps has been around that long. Yeah. Yeah. You don't people don't talk about that enough. Yeah, that didn't really stand out too much to We're me. We're blowing the lid off it now. But anyway, we've kind of talked about everything about this movie. Yeah, I feel like And we've, we've kind of inadvertently rated it through a, our a little. through our talking. Well, so let's go ahead and make it not? Let's go ahead and make it official. Jordan, will you talk us through the ratings? Sure. Here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we've developed the perfect way to rate movies. It's known as the Scientific Cinema Scale, and it is as follows, and I'm going to move through this very quickly. The best thing we can say about a movie, own it, don't lend it, buy Buy that that poster. poster. The next best thing we can say, buy it. The next best thing we can say, rent it. The next best thing we can say, stream it. The next best thing we can say, and second to worst thing we could say, forget it. And the worst thing we could ever say about a movie, God God has forsaken us. I really liked that delivery. The way that you said that was really like late night radio. Yeah. And I know that it's 10, 15 p.m. So it's a little late. (laughs) But it was just really... And here's our cinema scale. So can I tell you what I was shooting for? And yeah. you tell me how close I got? Hit Casey Kasem. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. A case a case full of Kasems just cool. opened up in our ears. Cool. That was that was that was my sort of spirit animal during cool. that. Cool. So you go adventure. first. Why don't you go first and keep us in that Kasem zone? Okay. No, I'm not gonna rent it as Casey. <laughs> as Shaggy. <laughs> um th- this this movie deserves a better grave than what I'm gonna give it with the Casey Kasem voice. Did you say a better grave? <laughs> That's the most metal thing you've ever said on our podcast. Well, I was compared to a mosh pit of joy earlier. So. Hey. It deserves a metal grave. So for me, I see some things in this movie that were enjoyable. Much in the way that the lollipop at the end of a doctor's visit is the highlight of the doctor's <laughs> visit. Gosh. But if I'm going to be honest with myself, this movie is an easy, no contest, forget it. Okay. I I would be fine if I didn't watch this again. For me, my opinion, if you if you remember, I think I said this on last week's episode, that I hated this movie the last time I watched it. You did it. say that. Um, my opinion has not completely 180'd. I would say it's like 160'd. Uh, I don't love this movie. But it's something I definitely want to watch again. And I I almost want to read the book again. I think I still own it for my high school English class. I kind of want to just get my Jane Austen on after watching I'm actually interested in reading the book to compare. No, you hate it. No, that's fair. Don't try and lie to me right now. (laughs) Uh, He meant burn the book. Yeah, he did. I meant meant, meant, uh, posthumously kill Jane Austen. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, So I'm going to give this movie a rent it. Because I did that last night, and I'll probably rent it again in the future. <laughs> Next time I'm snuggling with that boo. Both nice. Um, For me, and, and I don't know, I this is causing me to reflect on how I feel about it in terms of where this came from. I don't know if it's that, like, one of the first things that I remember in my life ever being beautiful, and I enjoyed um, so much was orchestra like and the symphony and this mm-hmm. was a comparison to me of that with the soundtrack and the pace this, uh, that this went i there's so much i love about this movie yeah and i have said before and and it's always kind of that thing at like at like a dinner party or something and someone's like give me your top like they find out you're a movie person or anyone can join in on it but like what's your top 10 yeah guys 
this is in my top 10. And wow. to be in my top 10, you buy the poster. And so mm. for me, Pride in the Register, Pride. <laughs> We're keeping that. Keeping that We're forever. Keeping that. <laughs> I watched I watched the complete it just Predator. Pride and Predator. Oh no. Pride and the Predator. That's not in the that's not in the episode, is it? Oh yeah, that's yeah. Tatum. What? Pride and the Predator. Pride and the Predator. Ugh. I watched the there is a Pride and the Prejudice in Zombies. I've right? heard. Yep. You'll probably like that one more. Yeah. So for me, <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I'm buying the poster. It okay. is one of my absolute favorite. I really, movies. really respect that. Yeah, it is one of my favorite movies, and it is one that I can put on again and again. And and it could be. I mean, it's still going to probably be a testament to how you feel about it, Jordan. But it's like when I put on because I listen to like classical music when I'm writing papers. And I could just have Pride and the Prejudice playing in the background while while I'm writing. Yeah, I'm or sorry. Something you, to, you've called it Pride and the Prejudice. Pride so, and Prejudice. Pride <laughs> and the Predator. Pride and the Predator. Gosh, I hate that I'm doing this so much. This right. is past my bedtime. JK, this is usually when I'm watching Netflix or AMC. Such as Pride and the Predator. Pride and the my Predator. My favorite thing to watch on Netflix is Pride and the Predator, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> this I I love it. I, I love cool. everything about this. You love this it so much, and you I, got your tongue tied again, up. Again, I feel like we say this every episode, and maybe it's good that we say it every episode, because it's a good reminder to people who might be upset about what we have to say about movies. Yeah. This is all subjective. Yeah, oh, everything absolutely. we say is so That's opinion the best based. thing about art, is that you can, without guilty conscience, love, love what something. you love yes. and hate yeah. what you hate. And I love your analogy to it being like an art gallery because there are so many things it's hit or miss. There's people that will stay at like in terms of pride and prejudice, I'm, I'm staring at that artwork and the two of you like doge might linger a little long or like a little shorter than I am, but you just walk past it and yeah, you're just I might like, be in the gift shop, like where the corn dog. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm I'm not, you're not training by the corn. Dogs. No, not at all. But it's like a, you look at different things and it just moves you in different ways. Absolutely. And yeah. somehow this movie does. Absolutely. That. That's yep. a good, that's a good way of putting it. So I, I think you got a nice, nice way of talking. <laughs> <laughs> nice way of talking. I think you got a nice way of talking. We normally like to fill up this time at the end of an episode with shout outs, but now we have a very special announcement. Carter Willis has been with us now for four episodes straight, oh, and it's been this wonderful time of really just kind of getting to know each other, yeah. holding hands, will they, won't they, waffle or pancake. And, and that's not a figure of speech. We're, We're actually, we actually have been holding hands the for the past time. four hours of podcast time with Carter in this yeah. summer of love series. I have no series. intention to stop. It's going to be really great. But speaking of no intention to stop, mm. Carter, we have a very important question to ask okay. you. Okay. Carter yep. Willis. Yep. Will, Will you, you marry oh. our podcast? What? Yes. The answer is yes. Oh. Tears, tears in mine eyes. <laughs> I will marry this podcast. You heard it here first. Carter Willis. You probably yeah. heard it here. You heard it here only. <laughs> you heard it here for, well, no, because this is going to be all over Everywhere. every major news he outlet. Joel McHale is going to be like, you guys heard about this? Yeah. You guys heard about this? Over at Two Chunks? Was that your Joel McHale? No. Okay. I, it was almost. Does anybody have a Joel McHale besides maybe Ryan Seacrest? Ooh, good. Anyway, call. Carter is going to be our 
official mm. third host yes. of Two Chunks. And if you're and wondering why he said it like that, we might have a fun reveal for you next episode. We sure do. And you're going to have to tune into that episode in which we will be. Is it okay if I say what movie we're talking about? I <gasps> think we should all say the series. that Because here's the thing. Speaking of, Carter is rubbing his Woo! hands together. Speaking of, since we've been spending so much time about this movie that we're so divided on. And I hope we're divided. I love when we're divided. Yeah, yeah. I do too. But- we might not be super divided on these because we're about to do, what is it, eight movies in yep, a row? it's eight. Guys! <laughs> guys, it's a, it's a big situation for two chunks. Should we say it all together? Uh, yes, we should. Series? Let's this is it. a series of movies known as Fast, Fast and, and the Furious. Furious. I said the you again. Said fine. Fast and the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? I don't. I know. I know zero about cars. How much do you know about cars? I have driven one most days since I turned sixteen. Okay, Carter. I know nothing. <laughs> I don't know anything about cars except. But how much do you know about beefy dudes punching stuff, guys? A hundred. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, it's gonna be so. I'm great. so excited. So tune in next week to the first episode of our new series, Two Chunks and a Hunk presents. Fastest and furiousest, <laughs> in which your three fastest and furiousest Ooh. podcast hosts yes. review eight of the fastest and furiousest movies of, of all, all time. time. We're going to be so angry, and we're doing all eight of them in 30 minutes. Get ready. It's <laughs> like family, <laughs> Corona, <laughs> Dodge, <laughs> Tokyo, tires. What? <laughs> submarines. Uh, so anyway, that's what we're doing. And we hope you listen because we're going to really enjoy watching these movies. And if you're still listening at this point, that means you must be a huge fan. So Yay. please, please subscribe, rate, and review us on the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Because that is the best way that you could possibly help us out. Sure is. And if you want to shout out in next week's episode, or the first episode. episode of Fastest and Furiousest, all you have to do is post on social media about our show with the hashtag official chunky. You can DM us on Instagram. You can comment on our Instagram. At this point, if you send us a really nice letter, we'll probably shout you out. So if the you bar give is me really a lasting low. look on the sidewalk, I might guess your name. Since since this is a serious relationship now, yeah, um, I think it was great because I think for us to disagree, mm. it's good. We've already it's seen we've already it's seen kind of the fight. dark side. Yeah, yeah, we had our first fight. And then we got through it. And I would love to, in the podcast today, Jordan, would you like to put aside our differences and take a walk about the room? Oh, I would love that, Carter. Okay, let's do that. We're going to walk about the room. There's only two reasons for me to watch you. Okay. First is because I have nothing. I mean, the only only other person. There's nothing else really happening in this room. Second is that there's nothing going on. So you guys get up and for two chunks and a hunk, I'm Doge. That was Jordan. That was Carter. Right, let's, let's go, go that way. Yeah. Towards the couch. I like that. And we will see you guys, uh, I guess, probably later. Move the coffee table. Oh, You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.